Welcome back to the DAC Chronicle. I'm Alex, I'm your host. This is episode 36. As always, you can go back and listen to other stories of fatherhood by visiting thedadchronicle.com. Today's guest is another fellow tadpooler, a, uh, a recent friend of mine who um, is a fellow father, a fellow uh, previously a fellow gamer. This is Josh. Josh, you want to say hi to the nice folks at home? Hi, how's it going, everyone? And of course, hi again there, Alex. Hey, all right. So so you and I were actually having a really great conversation earlier. I'm actually really looking forward to um, learning a little bit more about you and your family. So why don't you introduce yourself to the crowd? Okay. Uh, well, I am a stay-at-home dad uh, for the most part. Um, I do, you know, little odd jobs here on the side through apps on my phone like Uber and Amazon um also handy we talked a little bit about handy a little handyman app oh god bless it man i don't know where i would be without handy i'm not very good at it so i need people like you right um i also do some work with a couple of local conventions i volunteered with dragon con for many years but my uh, my main one uh i'm a um a director of uh, physical arts which is everything from martial arts uh flow arts where you know like people spinning poi and hoops uh, circus acts anything like that um we try to we're one of the only conventions on the east coast that has a martial arts component so i'm i'm kind of proud of uh keeping that going uh here in atlanta um but i have uh two kids one is uh, approaching two and the other one is uh, coming up on six uh, they're both girls um, they are super cute and a big handful. Um, we just, um, got back from a vacation to the beach and, um, they had a wonderful time there. I got a couple of things that, uh, I could kind of throw out there as a, uh, as a martial artist, former uh, school owner and stuff. Uh, I'm always very security minded. So I had a couple of things that I noticed while I was down there that parents might have not thought of to keeping their kids safe at the beach that oh, I thought I might. Yes, please. Because I, I'm actually really interested in hearing that. What, what did you, what happened? Oh, well, nothing made, it was kind of funny because I have this sort of, uh, you know, laid back, um, approach. So, you know, my, you know, five, almost six year old, she's bounding around in the water and I'm kind of, you know, walking, trailing probably about a good five yards behind her. And so watching the people, you know, see this child, you know, walking down the beach, you know, here and they're like, where is the parent, you know, and then all of a sudden they spot me and they're like, oh, okay, everything's fine. Um, but was, one of the things that was uh, interesting that I'd never really thought of is uh, if your if your child goes missing at the beach, uh, the the very best way to find them if you don't really have a point of reference is to uh, follow the wind. Hmm. So whichever way yeah. the wind is going down the beach, the more than likely they uh, they they went that direction. And so while we were there this whole week, after I got that tip from someone, I I was kind of noticing what was happening as we were there. And I don't know whether it was just, you know, a coincidence that I was like, oh, you know, looking for this. So I saw it happening. But uh, it was fairly consistent that every time they would go out to the water, they would end up, you know, following the wind down the beach a good 20 or 30 yards. Wow. You know, really? By the time they came back up. Yeah. Uh, barely consistently. Like even if my my wife or my aunt or, you know, my mom, if any of them went with them. That's uh, it, it seems to happen almost every time. So most I guess it's probably because they're like, I don't want to know this all this wind and sand in my face. Right. Well, like, that's the, probably why. 
if if there is, you know, when you know there's a chance they might lose something, like a couple times they were chasing uh, one of the little, you know, floaty rings, you know, Disney Princess floaty wing, ah, ring okay. goes floating down the beach, you know. So they go chasing after that, and then they look up, and they just start heading towards the red tent because our tent was red. Well, the, you know, this next family, you know, that's 30 yards down the beach also had a red tent, ah, you know. Okay. Yeah. So if it wasn't, you know, right behind them, it's like, you know, they would have ended up with with somebody else. And, you know, most people are good, but you never know. I mean, we're in the heart of, uh, yeah, we're in the heart of summer here. A lot of folks going to the beach. That's a good little tidbit there. I like that. Um, and so, yeah, you so you have two girls. I, God, I'm going to need to, like, commiserate with you at some point when Arya gets a little bit older. I mean, oh, it's, it's a lot, man. It's a it lot, is. like, in the best sort of way. It really is in the best sort of yeah. way. Yeah. It absolutely is, and and you were having some sleep issues here, wasn't you? Yes, yes, I was. Oh my god! So if you guys have listened to previous episodes, Arya was dealing with a an ear infection, and she was uh, not sleeping very well. We would be up until like two or three in the morning, and she has finally gotten back. You know, I'm going to knock on wood. Whether or not you hear that at home, I'm knocking on wood. Yeah, that. Thank you. it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. I mean, you don't know what wit's end is until your kid goes through one of those things because that was just I've I've I, I deal with anxiety a lot and that is one thing that was like setting me off and uh God bless my wife because she was so patient with me and you know, that's the thing, man. You gotta deal with you gotta you gotta be good partners in those situations and uh yep. You can't. Yeah. And that can be super, super tough. I uh, I tell my older one that she's not allowed to uh, to cause us any anxiety for a while. She got it all out of her system early. Um, she's actually allergic to milk. Oh, man. How did that? Okay. How did you guys figure that out? Well, when she was nine days old, we were actually at my karate studio. I was in the middle of teaching a class at the time. And um, my wife went to feed her. And... Um, just all of a sudden she she coughed and it was you know fairly normal you know for her to kind of cough have a hiccup or whatever you know and kind of stop feeding and then have to you know relatch mm-hmm. but then she didn't relatch so my wife looked down and saw that there was something wrong and she kind of coughed up this like blood oh my god blood just, yes and then apparently aspirated the blood you know breathed it and so oh went blue cyanotic no pulse so you know my wife freaks out and she's like you know josh you know something's wrong call 911 so i had to have my assistant take over you know and kind of keep the kids back away from the area you know while i get on the phone with 911 oh my god uh, while my wife who luckily you know she was in school at georgia state to be a nurse and uh, was just about to do clinical. So she had just done a child and infant CPR class, which I recommend all parents do. Yeah. And um, so she, you know, immediately started, you know, with all of her stuff. And uh, by the time the, you know, of course, 911, you know, they, you know, just try to keep you on the phone and calm and, you know, everything like that. But by the time the ambulance and the fire um, first responders arrived, um, she had pretty much gotten everything pretty much well in hand. Um, they were like, wait a minute, this baby, this baby is the one that you're saying wow. is having the problems. And 
then she started telling them things, you know, like, no, I couldn't find a brachial pulse. You know, she started rattling off all these nursing terms and I'm like, wait a minute, you know what you're talking about. We'll say you're the first responder and we'll just, you know, wait for the ambulance to take us to children's hospital. And it took us three days or so. And they, and they were kind of like, well, we don't really know what it is, but we think we think so this, it must have been. That. I mean, that must have been like ulcer active. Like what what could have caused her to cough up? blood like that's a that's terrible well essentially at the end of it you know she had whenever she gets that protein from the milk whatever that specific protein is that part i couldn't tell you but um it actually caused the lining of her stomach to actually sort of slough off oh gosh could you imagine how much pain she was in like that's oh, terrible so so yeah. tell me about your wife she sounds amazing already so <laughs> who's your wife um well her name is beth and she is pretty amazing. Um, right now, she is actually working in a martial arts studio. She uh, She's always done martial arts as well. She did judo when she was much younger, actually. Uh, when the Olympics came to Georgia in 1996, um, the Brazilian judo team was actually practicing in Macon, which is where our hometown you know, we're both from the Macon area. I'm from Warner Robins, Georgia, most people. If you're military, hi, from Warner Robins. Yeah. Um, but um, in that, oh boy, <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought there. You were talking uh, about your your wife uh, in in start yeah yeah the judo team yeah, the yeah. judo team. So they came and they were practicing in Macon, and um, so she actually got a chance to practice with the Brazilian Olympic judo team um, back when the Olympics were here. Oh my um, god! So she's she's done that for many years. She's and a then, beast. Uh, That's awesome. When, then when we got together, she started training in karate, which is what I do. I do an Okinawan karate. It's uh, Shorinru. Um, and she trained with me up until she was about seven months pregnant with our first. And at that point, it was kind of difficult for her to to do the forms and the, you know, all of the everything that you have to do in class without, you know, sort of waddling over and things like that. Mm -hmm. So um, kind of put training on hold there for a minute. But, um, yeah, she's awesome. Um if there was a mom chronicle, then she should be on there talking about uh, like at Dragon Con a couple of years ago, um, we saw someone get assaulted on the street and we do a, a convention self-defense thing, you know, at all the conventions we go to where we try to tell people all the you know different things to look out for. And it's not really a lot of techniques like, you know, this is how you punch and kick people and things like that. But it's really just, you know, common sense. If you are paying attention to what's going on around you, you know, then you're not going to get into yeah. situations where you have to punch and kick right but um you know sometimes you just you don't really have a choice um in this instance we were just walking down the street there was somebody that wasn't even a part of the convention they were just a a, a drunk guy that was standing there on the road um reached up and grabbed a hold of a girl's corset and just pulled it down on the middle of the street in atlanta oh my god and so she starts screaming and doesn't know what else to do. And so my wife goes over there and takes this guy down oh, shit. and and holds him down on the ground and until the police come running down the street because we saw the police up the road start, you know, come running when the girl started screaming. But if the guy had run off, you know, there would have been no way to get him in the, you know, the crowd. Dragon Con is a huge crowd oh, for any no. of you who have been to it. Yeah. So, um, but she managed to hold the guy there until the police got there. And it was, uh, <clears throat> it was kind of hilarious because he had several friends there and, uh, the, you know, the police were like, you know, did, did she assault him? You know, what, what happened? And they were like, no, she just, 
she tried to, you know, grab him and she sort of bumped into him and he fell down. And so then, you know, she saw what was going on, I guess, and she held him there until you got here. There was a little more to it than that. Yeah. She actually, yeah. you know, swept his feet out from under him and everything. I actually have seen the sweep that she demonstrates that when we do our self-defense class. Um, so like I said, she's she's awesome. Self-defense is so amazing. I, I encourage any moms out there listening to this show to, to go do something like that. I actually grew up doing Taekwondo and um, and up until the point where I was, I don't know, about 12 or 13. We did a lot of self-defense courses and that was i my mom uh growing up took some of them um not mm. to say she ever had to use them but for the the opportunities where i don't want to say opportunities it's not an opportunity it's a like situations where that comes up that is so important to know um well i, I tell people you know i hope that you don't have to use the you know the punches and the kicks and things like that but the things that you will use in martial arts guaranteed like just how to move your body yeah and um falling like if you're involved yes. in something judo or a hop keto um, my wife is working the front desk at a hop keto school now and you know at some point in your life you will fall so are you going to teach your kids a lot of this skill set do they already know a lot of this skill set they don't have a choice um they get to do <laughs> Any kind of other activity that they want to do, like uh, my older one has expressed some interest in dance and that kind of thing, and and that's awesome. They are totally allowed to explore any of that that they, they want to do, um, but I'm kind of forcing them to do something with music, and they have to do martial arts at least until I feel that they can, you know, they have the awareness training they have, you know, the, the basic self-defense skills, you know, and, you know, some of those life skills, you know, a lot of times you'll have, uh, you know, martial arts schools, they love to talk about the the life skills, the focus, the concentration, yeah. you know, and, and all that. So I, I know that I learned that from martial arts growing up because I started like you did in Taekwondo when I was really little mm -hmm. and I've done seven or eight different styles, you know, between here and my 30 odd years of of training um so you know they like i said they they don't have a choice to but to to pick one i don't really care if they want to do you know if they don't want to do karate because that's what dad does you know that's fine they can do you know krav maga or brazilian jiu-jitsu or you know whatever else but they they have to do something that's what it built it builds that discipline it builds the the self-control the discipline the awareness of your own body and and uh you know how to handle um certain things that come at you both physically and mentally i think that and emotionally i think that that's exactly the right thing to do i i benefited from that personally um growing up i remember when i first started taekwondo i was like four or five you know you, you started real young right. like you did and um i was the type of very introverted um I, it, I I was like stuck in my shell and that helped me get out of my shell and I felt more confident. I felt right. more capable of my own skills and, and just everyday life. Um, and I felt like I could take care of myself. And that's something that you don't get with other um, activities out there. I, I fully, I, yeah, I highly recommend um, sure. parents and look at that for their kids. And, and like a lot of you mentioned, a lot of other activities, you know, a lot of times parents sort of consider them 
in the same class. You know, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to take my child out of martial arts because we're going to do soccer or we're going to do baseball or, or whatever else. And, you know, I mean, granted, for a while I was making my living off of teaching people martial arts. So maybe that, you know, colors my you know, view of it. But it's like you said, yes, you can learn a lot of those same skills from doing, you know, baseball or football, you know, you learn, you know, working with a team and you learn self-confidence and Mm -hmm. respect. And yeah, you absolutely do. But you can't, you know, necessarily use those skills for self-defense or like we said, for, you know, protecting yourself in the case that you, you know, fall while you're doing another activity. Right. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. It's def- it's definitely worth seeing um, and and looking into for your kids. I I just can't recommend it enough. Now, um, you, you've you mentioned your wife Beth, so she is now working full time. You're um, stay at home dad, um, yes, and, and you're doing some you know jobs here and there. Um, how is that for you? Is that is that fulfilling? Like, what is it like being a stay at home dad? Oh, I, I, we've gone back and forth, you know, we've kind of traded, you know, there for a while, you know, I was the one that was, you know, working and then, you know, we, you know, switched back and forth, but I love being able to, to stay at home with them. I ended up getting a, you know, psychology based degree. So I did a lot of early childhood education classes and and things like that. Um, which really went a long way towards me teaching the martial arts to kids, but it, you know, with the cost of childcare being what it is, you know, putting them in a, a good school, you know, not to mention any school, um, you know, we did the math and it's like, well, one of us, you know, is if we can stay there and, you know, teach them, you know, in a way that they actually learn something, you know, that it is, you know, because a lot of times, it's it's hard to motivate yourself, you know, for things like that. You know, I, I've, I've had this problem myself sometimes. It's like, oh, yeah, we could, you know, do our math lesson today or we could just go play in the garden, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. I've, I've had to kind of find ways that I can integrate, you know, all of our learning goals into our our fun goals. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's been so awesome being able to to spend so much time with them. I really, when when I was working, I just I I missed them so much while I was gone. And you know, I would get you know pictures or videos of you know first steps and oh. you know things like that. And it's like, oh, why couldn't I be there? And yeah. you know, now I'm the one that's sending the videos and the pictures and stuff like that. So. You know, it's like I, I kind of feel bad that my wife is missing some of this stuff. But at the same time, you know, she got to do a lot of that with the, the you know, the first one. So, yeah. like I said, you know, it, it's a partnership. You you got to trade off with things. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting. It's always been an interesting topic to me because I always thought it would be interesting to be a, a stay at home dad, um, to be there to um, help raise my daughter. Um, I was blessed to have my mom as a stay at home mom. Um, there's something to be said about that, having that sort of presence of a parent there, um, as a child's growing up. But, you know, I think, uh, certain things tend to, you know, like, like money and, and certain responsibilities come into play that, you know, kind of, kind of tug at that. And we're blessed to have both 
my mom and Deanna's mom as uh, nannies uh, in this case. So it takes out a lot of the childcare costs. I know a lot of folks aren't as fortunate as us to have that. Um, but I, I also appreciate that in today's age and, and today's society that there is less stigma around the idea of the stay at home dad. Because if you would have mentioned this, you know, 30 years ago, um, the question of masculinity right. comes into play. And that is so silly to me. I, I think that there is such a there is it's so amazing to have a father there at home with kids. I think it's it's just as powerful as a mother. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that perspective? Has that has that ever crossed your mind, that potential stigma it it has because you experience it in in other ways like there's a lot of uh mommy and me groups um there, there's a lot of mommy and me classes and things like that and and sometimes um i mean i've gotten to the point where we do a lot of activities on our own because oftentimes the the moms aren't necessarily comfortable with there being you know they're this one dad there with his daughters hmm interesting so although you, you may have think of the stigma going the other way, it's like, oh, well, you know, like, you know, you're not masculine because your wife is the one that's the, the breadwinner. Well, yes, but there's a lot of, you know, number one, I have a huge amount of respect for those stay at my home moms that, you know, was a perspective that I didn't necessarily have before. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it it's kind of... Uh, you just have to focus it a different way. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I would agree. I think that it is so empowering. Um, you know, I, I don't think maybe empowering is not the right word because I, I would say that to this point in, uh, in time men have been fairly, you know, empowered in society, but no doubt, <laughs> but I think that, uh, in this phase of, of life and, and, um, towards like gender equality i think that it it also has to tug in this direction too um so i think that it is it's very awesome to see um you know folks like you really embracing that and so that's awesome um you know i wanted to learn a little bit more about how you uh as a parent were influenced um sure. can you share like how like what what uh forces at play have been an influence in how you father your daughters well, uh, they say it, uh, it takes a village, right? Um, oh, yeah. You, you, you mentioned uh, having your, your, you know, uh, your mother and your mother-in-law in the, uh, in the area, and, mm -hmm. and that's awesome. Hours are about an hour to two hours away. So it's, it's still fairly awesome that they're able to, you know, come and get them and take them away for a weekend or something like that. But, you know, not so much on the, you know, regular. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Na no nanny situation there. Right. Um, but I did have uh, a lot of female influence growing up and, and not so much in the way of, of uh, influence from my dad. Um, he, well, my parents were divorced when I was about four. And so my dad uh, shortly thereafter moved out to California, uh, about as far away as you could get from where we're at in Georgia. And, um, I mean, I, I understand it was kind of a, a messy situation there. I mean, I don't really remember too much, probably, thankfully. Sure. Um, but um, my grandfather, um, 
Jim, he kind of uh, stepped in, in in that role. And then um, a little bit later, um, my stepdad, um, Steve, he uh, provided some uh, some great guidance there and, until my dad finally came back. And we've developed a decent relationship there as well. Um, and then also my uncle. Um, I, I lived with my aunt and uncle for a little while in high school. And um, he uh, gave me some good guidance towards uh, what what a dad should be like even though like he was really only a dad to me like uh, he and my aunt didn't really you know they didn't have kids of their own mm -hmm. but um i spent so much time with him i kind of feel like he was i, I kind of had you know three dads you know mm -hmm. um kind of the same thing you know with you know moms you know it's like I, yes i have my mother but then you know my aunt was also really close to me and my grandmother um both um so i kind of feel like i have uh, three of each <laughs> That's beautiful, man. That's that that is amazing. I mean, even though your your father may have left uh, the equation early on, um, you still had a tremendous support system, especially um, from male role models. I think that's awesome. And, and yeah. are your are your girls close to them and close with them at all? They are. Um, luckily, um, like I said, they spend a lot of time with uh, with my, both my mother and uh, Beth's mom. Um, and um we don't see my dad as much which is is kind of a shame he has uh some health issues um he's diabetes and um apparently liver cancer as well according to one of his doctors um, they say that they're convinced that he does um but he, he hasn't really taken care of his health for many years so it's it's been a struggle on that front to sort of you know he can't come to us and so it, it's it's hard to get to him as often as we would definitely like to I'd, I'd love for him to be able to see his his grandkids more often yeah um but it's tough yeah yeah i could certainly see that um now i want to shift focus a little bit because um something that we have in common we're both musicians um, you shared your love of music a little bit a little bit earlier before we started recording. Your uh, your passion for martial arts, um, your passion for for music, it sounds like, and and some of the the geeky things that you're into, like you're into video games. How do you share this love with your daughters? Well, um, that's been uh, one of those things that I've had to learn as I, I went, because when I first started, I, I just thought, oh, well, I'll just take all the things that I love and I'll just sort of uh, soak them in it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll expose them to, you know, play my music all the time and make them watch my movies. And, um, yeah, those ideas go right out the window. And once you actually <laughs> start, you know, it's, they have their own ideas and yeah. their own things that they love. And um, so then I have to be sneaky about it. And so I have to, you know, take and, you know, when they're obsessed with, you know, Frozen for, mm -hmm. you know, watching it 700,000 times, you know, I have to, you know, sort of, you know, fall in love with that, too, or find something in there that I can relate to them with. And then, you know, are they into Moana? Oh, absolutely. That oh. was uh, we. Luckily, we don't really have a thing right now. But Moana was the last thing where we watched it seven times a day for yep. at least two weeks. That's uh, that's been our life for the past three months, probably. Yeah. 
I mean, it, yeah. like she she's into it. Where you know, I'll be, I'll even be. So this is actually kind of funny. I'll share it with you. Uh, she is so into it. She's also started dancing. You know, she's about. 14 she's going on uh actually what is today today is no okay yeah, so yesterday she turned 15 months old um and so she's been getting to dancing you know when she dances she kind of sways back and forth and she's you know she's kind of like feeling it. she's feeling it it's kind of like what deanna and i say so uh whenever she hears a moana song she will just start swaying and she'll just stop whatever she's doing whatever it right. might be she just has to stop and just kind of sway a little bit and start start rocking. And so if if she's running off somewhere and we don't want her to go, all of a sudden I'll just sing Moana, make way, make way. Like I'll just start singing the song or whatever, and she will just stop, stop and she and will start. just start dancing. And it Excellent is job. hilarious. And it's so convenient and cute. Um, so uh parents out there see if your kids do that and uh let me know you could email in a uh, dad chronicle podcast at uh yeah the dad chronicle podcast at gmail.com sorry so yeah, i hope uh, you have video of that i need uh, to I, I need to take a video of that it's really funny it, it's really funny when she does it so uh yeah. music and stuff though like are they do you, do you see any musical tendencies with them you played some wind instruments and stuff in high school you mentioned right I, I did, and I also played the guitar, and um, I have a drum set. I, I worked at Guitar Center for a little while, and cool. one of the one of the perks of working at Guitar Center was the uh, the employee discount. So yep. there were many checks that just went straight back to them in the form of equipment. So um, I love to like I have lots of pictures of the older one, you know, sitting behind the drum set, just kind of banging around doing whatever, and. Um, you know, I'm kind of letting them, you know, feel it out and see, you know, what it is that they, you know, want to. But like I said, they don't really have a choice. Uh, mommy had to do piano lessons for many years. And mm-hmm. so she's right there with me on that one. They they need to pick some kind of instrument and at least learn, you know, the basics of it. I understand if they don't, you know, it, music isn't necessarily for everybody. Mm-hmm. It seems to me that of the two, the younger one has a little bit more of a musical, you know, sort of, you know, leaning. Really? I mean, how, 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 yeah. how come? Why do you think? Well, like, kind of like you were saying, where yours likes to sway and dance. Um, yeah. Ours, you know, is trying to sing along with everything. So okay. she just, you know, she's, you know, trying to talk now more. You know, she has some words that she's going, like I said, she's not quite two yet. So she's still kind of trying to figure that stuff right. out. But um, she she will just kind of throw random um, jazz scat at whatever it is that we're listening to. That is so fun. that's such a funny way to explain it. Yeah, she loves uh, Aria loves music as as her name suggests. I think it's a uh, it's a fitting name. She she really embraces music, which is really funny, no matter what it is. Um, but it's, I mean, especially Moana music, and I think that's a testament to Lin Manuel Miranda, who's just an amazing uh, songwriter. But also to the fact that like she will listen to anything and just start, just kind of like she'll just start feeling it. And she started doing that at about, I would say, about uh, ten months, ten months old. She started just kind of, you can see kind of the bobbing starting to happen. 
Uh, so we'll see where that where that lands. My sister and I are both pretty musically inclined. My sister was a dancer, um, and and I fully agree. I think that you know I started out playing piano. It really wasn't for me, but then I knew I wanted to get into the guitar, so I ended up playing violin and that just to kind of get my my fingers feeling like it was ready. And here I am, you know, you know, many years later, play been playing guitar for a very long time, and uh, it, it's one of those things where. You know, uh, if your kid doesn't stick with it at first, you got to just kind of like give them uh, still still have them like try something else. Maybe like, you know, don't it's they, they have to do themselves the favor and at least see if well, it sticks. There's so many ways nowadays that we try to stop our kids from having a chance to fail. Yes. Great point. And and giving them a chance to fail, you know, that's how they're going to grow. You know, yeah, it's painful. And yeah, we want to try to help them and, you know, maybe even sometimes do everything for them. Yeah. You know, you get a little frustrated, you know, sometimes where you're in a hurry, you know, it's like, oh, I could do it faster. It's like, yeah, I know that you're learning how to do it, but you just want to get over there and do it yourself because you got to get out the door. Yeah. And I have to remind myself all the time. It's like, it's not going to hurt to, you know, take the extra second and, and let them make their mistakes so that they can figure it out. You know, that's a that's a really good point. And, and the way I always like to wrap up my shows um, whenever I have a guest on is to kind of learn some words of wisdom or, or some suggestions uh, to uh, fr- from my guests to other parents listening. Um, that that is a, <laughs> that's a great suggestion. Slow down and let them kind of make the mistake. Do you have any other any other thoughts or anything else that maybe you would tell another parent? Oh, wow. Um, I should have thought about this after, you know, having listened to all your shows. Uh, I, I knew it was coming, right? It's one of those things where, yeah, I've thought about it, but in the process of rushing to get everything together and having technical difficulties here and there, it, it completely left my mind. How um, about this? I'll give you some inspiration. If you could go back and tell yourself as a, as a, a new parent um, and, and kind of give yourself some words of encouragement, what would you say? Um, can I leave you with a, can I, can I throw a quote at you? Yeah, please. <laughs> um, you know, Vonnegut, um, I think he, he said it, one, he's one of my favorite authors and he said, you know, I, I only know I'll, I'll edit it a little bit because I don't want to curse or anything, but, uh, I only know of one rule. You, you have to be kind, you know, it's like, I, I've been worried about making mistakes, you know, here and there, especially, uh, having girls, you know, most of, most of the kids in my family, you know, throughout the generations, you know, there's only one girl in my generation. And before that there, there weren't any. So, you know, there's, um, I, I was kind of worried, you know, I, I, I kind of thought, well, I know how to handle a boy because I have boy cousins and, you know, stuff I helped, you know, with them when they were little. Um, but I shouldn't have worried so much, you know, there, there wasn't, there's no way that you can i mean i guess there are ways that you could mess up really badly but as long as your your heart's in the right place um i I don't think you can you can mess them up irredeemably well that's beautiful man i i i fully appreciate and uh and agree with that i think that that's very true um so you know thank you very much for providing your perspective on fatherhood um really appreciate you sharing your story yeah absolutely i uh 
I was kind of worried. I was like, man, I have so many different things that I could talk about and I want to talk about. It's like, we should just go ahead and set up the next two or three shows. Heck yeah. Well, you know, at any time that you want to be back on, you're more than welcome. And uh, for, you know, for the folks at home, what I'll say is that uh, if you guys enjoy the show, be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes and share the show with your friends. The whole idea is that I want to provide some value and some uh, guidance for any parents out there. Um, especially fathers who are uh, maybe experiencing troubling times in fatherhood. And if you guys would like to contribute to the show, feel free to email uh, the dad chronicle podcast at gmail.com. Again, our guest today is Josh. Josh, thank you very much again for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you, Alex. And and keep doing what you're doing. Like I said, I really enjoy the show and uh, you know, some, some encouragement to you there on that note. Uh, It's, it's been awesome to, to do this with, to do this with you this evening and uh, i appreciate the opportunity absolutely we'll do it again my friend um everybody at home have an awesome evening take care if you like this show check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com